Okay, we are learning Daf Vav. We're starting from six lines up in the bottom of Hey Umid Beis. Again, we're in the middle of a long question here that's going to take up several Dafim, where we've explained that Achos Isha, the scenario of Yibum, where it's also the wife's sister, does not do Yibum. And the reason is because the Torah went out of its way to write the extra word of Aleha, which tells us that don't take the wife's sister even in a scenario of Yibum. And the Gemara has been bothered. Why do I need the Torah to tell me that? In other words, why would I have ever thought in the first place that the Achos Isha does do Yibum? Perhaps you'd say because Yibum is a mitzvah and it should push away the Aveira of marrying the, uh, the Achos Isha, the wife's sister. But we never find anywhere that a mitzvah overrides a very severe Aveira like Achos Isha, which carries the Karis penalty. So a very severe, significant Aveira why would I ever think that the mitzvah should override it, that therefore I need the Pasuk to tell me otherwise? So the Gemara now picks up, it is necessary, bottom of him, everything to say, that there is a precedent that where from Kibarava'im, which is a positive mitzvah, and I see that in Svar it overrides an Avera that carries the Karis. Where do I see this? Satania says in Brahsa, it might be thought that honoring one's parents should override the Shabbos. In other words, if uh, the parents tell you to do something, which is a Chil Shabbos, you might think that in Svara, the mitzvah would be more important than the Avera. And you should listen to honor your parents, despite the fact that it's being Machal Shabbos. You would think so. Tamalama, the Pasuk says, Ishimova Aviv Tira'u, Veshapsosai Tishmoru. It says, honor your parents, and then it says, keep Shabbos, and then the Pasuk finishes off, Ani Hashem, I am Hashem. So it means to say, Kulchem Chayivim Bechodi. All of you, including your father and mother, are obligated to my kavod. So the words, Ani Hashem, are coming to tell you, don't go honor your parents. Even in a case where your parents are telling you to honor, to, to honor them, but it conflicts with the desecration of Shabbos, you should not honor your parents. Rather, you should honor HaKadosh Baruch Hu and uh, not be Mechal Shabbos. So in Svara, you would have thought that you should be Mechal Shabbos to honor your parents. The Torah is telling you, no, from the Basak, that we don't say that. So what's the case? What's the scenario? What exactly are your parents telling you to do? My love, we should assume, the parents are saying, shechs for me or cook for me, things that carry the Kari's penalty, things that are very severe type of Chal Shabbos. The parents are saying to do something which is a chamer de kavira. But time of the cause, Rachman Hashem said It's only because specifically the Torah went out of its way to write Ani Hashem to tell you don't listen to your parents in this case. Halavachi, had it not been for those extra words in the Torah when going out of its way, dachi. Then in Svara we would have said that the mitzvah would have would override the Chil Shabbos. So what do I see? What do we see from here? That a positive mitzvah, an essay. It would have been Docha, the Losa Seishish Bokaris. Even though Chil Shabbos is very severe, carries the Kars penalty. But in Svara, we would, we would have said that the mitzvah of Kibbutz Aim is Docha. And I see that. The Torah went out of its way to show me that because it went out of its way to say, no, don't listen to your parents. You see that the Svara, the takeaway, that the generally the guiding principle is that I say would be Docha, even a Losa Seishish So now we could apply from what we learned over to Yibam. I would think in Svara that the mitzvah of Yibam should, should be Docha, the Isra of Achosisha. And that's why I need the Pasuk to tell me otherwise. So we're Proving from the scenario of Chil Shabbos that there's precedent to think that the general rule is Asei Docha Los Bokaris. So the Gemara answer is low. Maybe you got the case wrong. What we're talking about, Top of the is Lav de Mechamer. The parents didn't say cook. The parents said lead an animal. And the case is, if an animal has something on its back and you lead the animal, so you're, you're causing the animal 
by leading it to carry something on Shabbos. So that's a low essay. It's not something that has severe penalty of Karis, because after all, you didn't do the malacha yourself. You did it in conjunction with your animal. But since the Torah says, and then it says, it says, don't do malacha together with your animal. So it's a lava of mechamer, a lava of leading an animal that's holding, that's carrying something on Shabbos. So there's no Karis if you do that. It's a plain lava. So in that case, you have a regular assay, you have an assay of Kibbutz Aveim being docha, a simple, plain, ordinary lav, not a severe type of lav, not a karis one. So therefore, in Svara, of course, over there, you would have said assay is docholos assay, and that's why you need the Zohar to tell you, don't listen to your parents. But otherwise, it, and, and, and the, the generally, we would say assay is docha, a plain lav. So we don't have any precedent from here that assay is docha, los assay sheish karis. You only have a precedent from here that I say is docha plain lav. In Achanami, if the parent would say, go cook for me on Shabbos, then there would never have been a havamina that you should do such a thing. Says the Gemara, what are we talking about? We're coming out that, we're t- that the, f- the parents said not to uh, lead the animal. Nonetheless, the Torah is saying from the words Ani Hashem that we don't listen to the parent. So why is that? We usually say, Why don't we learn from here that it doesn't override? Meaning, if it's Taka talking about a case of Mechamer, a plain love, and still the Torah is saying that listening to your parents does not override, don't we see from here that Asay is not Docha, a plain love? How's that going to work with our regular rule, Asay is Docha, Los If you would say that the Torah, that the Torah is referring to the scenario where the parent is saying, cook for me on Shabbos. And usually I say, but here it's not, we can understand. But if you're going to tell me that really there's never any precedent for Asei Dochel Bokars, and you're just talking about Mechamer, which is a plain law, and still the Torah is telling you not to listen to the parent, so then why don't I goof a see from here that I say is not Dochel Maybe you'll answer, Maybe you'll tell me that this is, even though it's a plain lav, it's a lav of Mechamer, but it's more severe than other lav. And the lav of Shabbos are more severe. Why is Shabbos more severe? Because Shabbos is compared to Avodah Zarah. It's very basic, like the, the basic rudimentary idea of Emunah is believing in Shabbos. So if somebody desecrates Shabbos, even on only the plain lav of Mechamer, it's a very severe thing. So maybe you'll make the argument that the prohibitions about Shabbos are more Chamer, and that's why the essay of Kibra Ava'im is not Docha. In the, the lav of Shabbos of Mechamer, but generally maybe I say is docha a plain lav. But I could respond to that. I see a tana in regard to something else. He does not make a pircha that Shabbos is more chamer than something else. Where do I see this? The Tanya says in a bride, let's say it's not Shabbos. Let's say the, a Kohen's father told him become Tame, which for a Kohen is also. So Kibar Av would say, listen to the father. But the, 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 there's a losa say to become Tame. He told him, don't return the lost object. Meaning, there's a losaf saying in the Torah not to return a lost object. The Torah says, You're not allowed to hide your eyes from it. But here are the fathers instructing him not to do it. So, you might think to obey the father because of Kibbutz We bring the same thing. We bring the principle that we taught before. It says to honor your parents next to honoring Shabbos, and it says, which teaches us that, that, that you don't listen to your parents to override Shabbos. Rather, you disregard the instructions from the parents. And even though the context was about Shabbos, the Brisa is applying that to any sin, just as the Torah said it by Shabbos. But it's true as well, if the father uh, told his calling to become Tameh, we would say the same thing. It's a general rule regarding all Avera. So I see that what? That we're not saying that the love of Shabbos is more severe and it's not an analogy for other things. We're not making a pericha that I can't learn from Shabbos other to, to other Averas.
So we see it's not considered any more stringent. So now going back to our question, we're, in other words, we're, we're taking out a, in like a, a guiding principle now that whenever a parent says, do an Avera, you never listen to the parent. That's the general principle that we're taking out. Even though it was taught by Shabbos, we don't distinguish between Shabbos and other things. So now let's go back to what we said before. If we said that the case on Shabbos was that the parent was saying, go lead an animal, which is only a plain laugh, and still the Torah is saying, don't listen to the parent. Don't say that I say is docha. Shouldn't I see from here that I say is not docha, plain love? How can that be? So now, in other words, normally we say that I uh, say is docha, los I say. So the Gemara concludes, you're right. It cannot be talking about a case of the parent saying uh, to, to lead the animal. In that case where it's only a plain love, you would say I say docha, los I say. And in fact, you would listen. We have to say it's like we said before that the parent is saying cook for me or shacht for me. And that's where it's not docha. But what were we saying? We were saying, okay, so now I see from the logic a precedent that I say is docha losa say sheish bakaris. Because the way of thinking is that in svar it should have been docha, if not for the Pasuk saying ani Hashem. So don't we see from here that I say is docha losa say sheish bakaris? So the Gemara responds, no. You're right that I see over here that I say is docha losa say sheish bakaris. But it's only in case of hachshar mitzvah, where it's absolutely essential. There's no way to be machabi the parent. If he tells you to cook, there's no way to be machabed the parent unless you cook. If dad says, cook for me, and you're not going to cook, then there's no way you're going to be able to do the mitzvah. The mitzvah will go completely nullified. So here, will the mitzvah will otherwise go completely nullified? You say, I say, we would have thought that you should cook for the parent on Shabbos if the Torah had not specified otherwise. You're right. But that's only because it's hechshra mitzvah. There's, the mitzvah will go nullified otherwise. Masha Ink, in our case of Yibum, even if we're going to say that Yibum is not done for the Achosisha, that's not going to mean that the mitzvah of Yibum is going to be nullified. Why? Rashi explains, Rashi Dibra Hamaskal Ella. Rashi says towards the end of the Rashi, I'll read it inside, the last three lines. This is not the only way to do the mitzvah. You could have done chalitza and not uproot the mitzvah. Meaning here we have the option of chalitza. Even if we're not going to do yibam, you're not going to marry the wife's sister. You could do chalitza. And chalitza may not be the highest level of this yibam, but you're not going to nullify the mitzvah. So since it's not absolutely essential that yibam be done, maybe there we have no reason to think that this is the way that Rashi is learning the Gemara. In other words, we actually are coming on to a precedent that I say is docholos We would have thought that you should cook for your parent on Shabbos in order to be mechavid them. But that's only because it's hechshar mitzvah. It's only because it's essential for the commandment of the mitzvah. If I don't do this, the mitzvah will go nullified. But in the case of Yibam, where the essay will not go nullified. If I don't do Yibam to the achosisha, it won't be nullified. I could still do chalitza if I'd like. So there won't be a nullification to the mitzvah. The mitzvah is never mechai of the Yibam itself. The mitzvah won't be nullified if I don't do the yibum. There, I would have no reason to think that I say should be docha los So the Gemara is still sticking to its gun, sticking to its question, sticking to the question that we don't understand why we needed the pasuk of Allah to tell us achosisha doesn't do yibum. Even if you show me a case elsewhere in the Torah that I say is docha los but I still wouldn't think that the essay of yibum would be docha los of achosisha because achosisha is a los And even if you're not going to do it here, you could still do chalitza. So therefore, since there's always the option of chalitza, there's no reason to think that the essay of yibum should be docha the los of uh, in order to do Yibam. This is the way that Rashi learns the Gemara. Now, it's very hard to understand Rashi because usually we only assume that Chalitza is an option to get out of Yibam when Yibam is on the table. But in as much as we're saying Yibam is not on the table, you wouldn't do Chalitza either. So it's kind of 
it's kind of wrong to say that, that you wouldn't say, I say, is here because you could just opt for chalitza. Hagufa, if you can't do Yibam, then there wouldn't be a need to do Chalitza as well. That's usually the rule in Yavamas, that Chalitza and Yibam go together. If there's not going to be Yibam, you wouldn't have to do Chalitza. But it sounds like Rashi is learning, and this is a Lamdashra point here, that if, in as much that the mitzvah itself isn't mechai of the yibum, and as much that the mitzvah itself has options otherwise, then it's a too big of a chiddush to say that the essay should be bedocha the losa bokaris unless we know otherwise, unless we know otherwise that that it should. And since we don't have that otherwise, we don't have a precedent that 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 an essay which wouldn't be nullified otherwise is still docha losa bokaris. Now we don't understand why we needed the pasuk of Allah. So our original question comes back: Why do we need Allah to say that the wife sister doesn't do yibum? In Svar, you wouldn't have said that she do Yibam. Even if I bring me a case in the Torah, that I say is Docha, Losa Seishish Bokaris, by Kibrava Aim, in Svar, you would say Kokan Shabbos, but that's only because it's a Hafshra Mitzvah, otherwise, it would be a nullification to the Kibrava Aim. So the Gemara attempts another another way to answer the question. Ella, Salgadai Dachamino, you might think to say, Tasi Mibinya Besa Mikdash. Let's think to bring a precedent from building the Besa Mikdash. Building the Besa Mikdash, possibly Mikdash, is a mitzvah's essay. And we see that in Svara, it would be override a very severe affair. At the time, he says in Rasi Yachli, Bin Besa Mikdash, you might think that you should build the Besa Mikdash even on Shabbos. You should be Docha, the Isra of, of, of Shabbos, because of the mitzvah to build the Besa Mikdash. Tamaloma, the Pasik says, puts two things next to each other Shabbos and the Besa Mikdash. And at the end, it says, even the base Mikdash has to honor Hashem, so to speak. So therefore, telling us, don't build the base Mikdash on Shabbos. So in Svarah, you would have thought you should. The Torah is telling you, don't. My love, why don't we assume what kind of malach are you going to do? But one of us also, we're talking about real building, real demolishing, which are things that carry the Kari's penalty. And still, in Svarah, you would think you should do it. It's only because the Torah went out of its way to say, guard the Shabbos, to say not to do it. If not for that, you would say in Svarah that it should override the Isser of Kares of, of, of doing Malacha on Shabbos. So I see from here that a positive mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash would be Docha, would be Docha, the, the, the very severe Avera of being Machal Shabbos. So I see from here a precedent, I say it's Docha Losa Kares, and that's why I need by Yibam the Pasuk to say that Achosisha doesn't do Yibam. Says the Gemara, Mamish, the scene, we're going to go around in a circle here. Lo, Avni Machamer. It could be that you, the Pasuk was only, you would never have a Havamina that you should build on Shabbos. That's, that's too severe. The Havamina was talking about where you want to do Machamer. You want to lead an animal with things that it's carrying in order to build a Beis HaMikdash. So there, you're only going to be running into a plain lav, an ordinary lav, not a severe lav, not a karis lav. So that's where you would have a havamina that you should do it, and the Torah is telling you otherwise. But to actually build, there was never a havamina that to think you should do such a thing. Says the Gemara, the same objection we had before. Afilo achlo dachli, we're saying we're talking about the machamer. Then the Torah is still telling you, don't do it. Don't override the lav the machamer to build the base of mikdash, even though it's a plain lav. But how does that stem with the regular rule? El of the kaimelon. This that we establish, asi asay v'dachli lo that a regular asay is docha plain lav. Ligmar you should have a source from here that it doesn't override it. If we're saying it's talking about the plain lava machamer and still the Torah is saying don't build, don't build the base of Mikdash, why don't I take away from here that a plain essay is in Docha, a plain lav? Maybe you'll tell me that Shabbos is more chamer. Maybe it doesn't override lav the machamer because even though it's only a lav, it doesn't have karis, but it's about Shabbos and Shabbos is more stringent. But we see that we don't treat Shabbos more stringent. There's a case of a Tana who could have made an argument that Shabbos is more chamer and he doesn't make that argument. As we brought before, the Tanya says in a Bryce, the same Bryce that we quoted. One would think that if a Kohen's father told the Kohen, become Tame, or his father told him, don't return a lost object, you would think to listen to the father. And then it says, 
We learn justice. You not you don't you don't push you don't push away Shabbos for Kibbutz Avaim. So too you don't push away Tumah for Kibbutz Avaim. So we see we're learning we're learning from the Lavim of Shabbos other, uh, uh, over to other Lavim in the Torah. I don't say that Shabbos is more severe and I can't learn from Shabbos. So now if I see that Shabbos isn't treated as being more severe, so now our question comes back. If the pasuk was talking about Machamer and it was still saying don't override Machamer in order to build a base on Mikdash, so I see that essay is not Tocholosa. Say why don't I see a kash on our whole rule? So it must be, the Pasuk is not talking about Mechamer. Really, Mechamer would be done. It must be that it's really talking about building or destroying other base of Mikdash, and, in, and, and it's telling me not to do that. And now it comes back to our original proof that I would think that I would have. I would have said that building the base of Mikdash is Docha, the very severe Isser of building on Shabbos. And the, we need the Pasuk to tell us otherwise. So what do I see? I see from your precedent that I say is Docha, let's say she'esh So the Gemara concedes that. The Gemara concedes to that point that you're right, that, that with the, the case in the scenario of building the base of Mikdash is real building and real demolishing, which is, which is a Kari's penalty, and still I would think you should do it. But again, that doesn't Answer why we need the pasuk from Yibam, for Yibam because again in the case of the base of Mikdash is Hachshar Mitzvah. If I don't do it, there's no way that I can build the base of Mikdash. In other words, if I right now want to build the base of Mikdash, I want to build it right now. There's no way that I can build the base of Mikdash right now in order to. Um, and, 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 and if I'm not going to be Machal Shabbos. So it's Hechshar Mitzvah. It's essential. It seems that there's an imperative to build the Beis HaMikdash now. In other words, you can't delay it, which is interesting. When you have the opportunity, it has to be done now. So if you're not going to do the Machamer now on Shabbos, then that's going to nullify the Mitzvah. There we see, if otherwise it would nullify the Mitzvah, that the essay would have pushed away the Lohsa Seishi But that doesn't help us for Yibum. By Yibum, again, marrying the Achosisha isn't essential for the Mitzvah. Because even if you don't marry her, you could always do Chalitza. So maybe for a Mitzvah like Yibum, where it's not absolutely essential to do the Yibum, and the option for Chalitza is always there, then maybe we would not say. We have no precedent to say that the essay of Yibam should be Docha, the Losa So again, our question comes back why would I need the Pasuk of Allah? Says the Gemara, well, wait a second. Hechshar Mitzvah, you're trying to tell me the Pasuk's talking about Hechshar Mitzvah, and, it, it, and, it, and it's coming to tell me that only for Hechshar Mitzvah. Um, only for Asher Mitzvah, I would say that I say is Docha Losa Seishish Bakaris. And that's what the Pasuk is, is, is indicating. But typically, awesome. I already can learn it from there. What we learned before with honoring the parents. Remember, with honoring the parents, the Pasuk taught us that par- honoring the parents doesn't override Shabbos. So the implication is from over there that a positive mitzvah would override a karis iser that was a hechsher mitzvah that was necessary. Why do I need another pasuk to tell me the same rule? It sounds like you have the same rule being taught twice. That an essay which is hechsher mitzvah, if you wouldn't do this, then the mitzvah would be nullified. That it could override an alos asayish bokaris. But I'm seeing the principle being taught in two psukim, the pasuk by kibbutz avayim and now the pasuk by building the base of mikdash. In both cases, the pasuk is telling me here don't do it with the implication that generally you should. And it seems like the gemara is saying that that. that would be redundant. It would be redundant for the Pasuk to indicate twice that the general rule is that I say is dochelos as long as it's Hakshar Mitzvah. Why would I need a Pasuk twice? Must be, and this is an interesting thing what the Gemara is doing, it must be that the Pasuk is repeating it to indicate that it's even where it's not a Hakshar Mitzvah. The Torah said twice that an essay that gave me the implication twice that an essay is docha losa seishish bakaris when it's actual mitzvah to show me that even when it's not actual mitzvah it would still be docha. Sometimes the Torah works like that. It's a little bit funny, but it repeats a fact in order to indicate that it's further reaching than it seemed. It repeats that essay is docha losa seishish bakaris when it's actual mitzvah to indicate that even when it's not actual mitzvah it's docha. So now we finally got our answer. We finally got our answer that. Um, 
that I would need the Pasuk by Yibam because otherwise I would have said an essay is Docha Lelosa Seisheish Bakaris. I, we never find that an essay which is not Hashra Mitzvah is Docha Lelosa Seisheish Bakaris. The answer is, I would say that there is. Because if the Torah tells me twice, gives me an implication twice that I say is Docha Lelosa Seisheish Bakaris, when it's a Hashra Mitzvah and I don't need it to tell it to me twice, it must be it's coming to give me the implication that even when it's not a Hashra Mitzvah, it is still Docha. And that's why I needed the Pasuk now for Aleha to tell me that by Yibam still you don't do Yibam to but the Gemara says, no, that's not good enough. In Hachinami, it would indeed be that way. In other words, it really would be that, um, that, that the Pasuk is talking about building the base of Midrash not being Docha Shabbos. But this that you're asking then, then it comes out that the Torah is telling me twice the same thing. And it must be that it's coming to tell me that uh, I say, even when it's not Asher Mitzvah's Docha, it's not true. We're actually going to use the Pasuk for something else completely. And once we use the Pasuk for something else completely, now I don't have the right to say it's redundant and it was extra and telling me even when it's not a Asher Mitzvah, it's Docha. What's this new thing that it's going to teach me? What's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is, we need it for what was taught in a bride. You might think that you should fear the of Mikdash itself, meaning maybe the, the respect should be for the very like edifice. Like you should bow down to the of Mikdash. The Pasuk says, no. It says, guard the Shabbos and honor the Beis HaMikdash. It says to guard Shabbos and it says to, to, to revere the Beis HaMikdash. Just as when we speak about guarding Shabbos. What are we guarding? We're not guarding the entity of Shabbos. We're guarding HaKadosh Baruch Shabbos. I'm sorry, you're not afraid of Shabbos. Shabbos is not an entity. You're guarding, you're afraid of HaKadosh Baruch so so too when we say we revere the base of Mikdash, we don't mean bow to the base of Mikdash. It doesn't mean revere the edifice itself. It means you should revere the one who gave who gave the mitzvah of Bilabes and Mikdash, meaning that you should you should fear our Kaddish Baruch Hu around the temple area. So what does that mean practically? What does it practically mean to fear the base of Mikdash? If it doesn't mean to bow to it, what does it mean? It means like, don't enter the temple mount with your staff, wearing shoes, with a money belt, or with dust on your feet. You shouldn't make it a shortcut or a kika, and certainly you shouldn't spit. That would be a kavachomer, because it's even more repulsive, something that's improper, um, certainly shouldn't be done, something like spitting. And just continuing a little bit further, in the Mikdash Kaim, I would only know that these restrictions against doing it on the base of Mikdash on the Temple Mount is only if the base of Mikdash is there. How do I know if the base of Mikdash is not standing there that it's still usher to walk on the Temple Mount and do these activities? In other words, how do I know that it's all about the Shechina? And even when the even when the base of Mikdash, the edifice itself is not there, but the Shechina is still there. And since the Shechina is still there, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still presence is still there, so these activities shouldn't be done, even the base of Mikdash is not standing. Mamash Negea to us today, that we can't go today and by the Harbais, either in Tumor or do any of these disrespectful actions. Puts it next to Shabbos. Just as guarding Shabbos is forever. Obviously, Shabbos is never going away. So do fearing the base of Mikdash is forever. And even when the edifice is not there, even when the Beis HaMikdash itself is still not standing there, um, we still say the Shechina is there, and I come that the Shechina is there, then these things still apply. That's a very, very, very famous idea of the Rambam. The Rambam makes like a psak upon this, that even when the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, the Shechina is still present. And it makes a big idea that when the third Beis HaMikdash is going to come and be rebuilt, ideas that it's going to be almost like naturally rebuilt is because the Shechina never left. It's almost just waiting for the formality of the, of, of, of the structure. But the Hashra's Hashechina is still, is still present. Very deep idea. The Rambam that we see here from the, from the Gemara, that even today we have to treat the Makam HaMikdash with respect because the, the Mora HaMikdash is for the Ebishta and the Ebishta is still always there forever. So at any rate, now that the Gemara is saying this, we're using the Pasuk that mentioned the Beis HaMikdash next to, next to, um, 
Shabbos, Ani Hashem, it's not coming to tell me that don't 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 go ahead and be Machal Shabbos to build the base of Mikdash. That we already figured out. All those details we would have figured out from what is Doha and what is not Doha from the laws of um of of Kibra being Doha Shabbos. You don't need the Pasuk for that. The Pasuk was rather coming to tell me that, that the nature of what it means to fear the base of Mikdash is similar to the nature of guarding Shabbos, that it's about Akadish Baruchu and it's even after the base of Mikdash is gone. So now, if you're following the Cheshmer, I know it's hard to Al-Kab, it's going to mean now that our question is back on the table. We started off with the question, why do I need the Pasuk of Aleha to tell me that you don't do Yibam to the wife's sister? Obviously, I don't. We attempted to bring answers, but in the Maisa, the answers didn't hold up. We attempted to bring an answer that I see from the fact that Hashem had to tell me not to be Docha Shabbos to cook for the parent. Um, I see that Hashem is trying to give me the implication that generally I say is Dochalos We were Docha that because yes, there's such an implication, but only an implication for a mitzvah that's Hachshir. Where if I don't do it, it's going to be nullified. A mitzvah like Yibam, where even if I don't do it, I could do Chalitza. So I don't have a precedent to say that such a mitzvah could be Docha the Isra of Achosisha. Elamai, you're going to bring in another case from Binyan based on Mikdash, where I would we have the same thing. I would think that the Beisamei should be Docha, and the Torah tells me not. It must be it's coming to you with the implication that generally I say would be Dochalos Bakaris. And even though this one's also Asher Mitzvah, but since it's redundant, it's coming to tell me even in a case where it's not Asher Mitzvah. But the Gemara rejects that. The Gemara says that the Pasuk actually is coming to tell me something else, that the nature of fearing the Beisamei Mikdash is like the nature of fearing Shabbos. It has nothing to do with whether or not I should be Docha the uh, uh, Shabbos to build the Beisamei Mikdash. There, I already I know all the rules from so it ends up that our question is back on the table. Why in the world do I need the Pasuk of Aleha? Why would I think that the Achos Isha should do Yibam Hechatesi, that the mitzvah of Yibam should push away the severe Avera, when even if I don't do it, the mitzvah wouldn't be nullified, I could still do Chalitza. So the Gemara tries another answer. I would think to say that we have a precedent for making a fire on Shabbos, which is a case where I would still say to do it, even though where if I have a mitzvah, that's machayv me to do it. What in the world is this case where you should make a fire on Shabbos in order to do a mitzvah? The Pasuk says in the beginning of Pasuk Vayakal, do not make a flame, do not make fire in any of your dwelling places. Why does the Torah say this? Why does the Torah say not to make fire in your dwelling places? So the Pasuk shot in the question is, that um, all the malachas are learned from whatever was done with the Mishkan. If you look in the Torah, you don't see the 39 malachas. It's just don't do malacha. And we learn whatever was done for the Mishkan, you shouldn't do. So the question, Pashup Shah, would be, why does the Torah say, don't make a fire? I'll just know not to make a fire because they, when they use that to make the, base, the, to make the Mishkan. Why does the Torah have to give this specific example of a malacha? The Gemara says, that's not a good question. That's already discussed. According to Rabbi Yossi, it's coming to say that it's only a lav. Meaning Rabbi Yossi is of the opinion that kindling fire, making a fire on, on Shabbos is not severe. It doesn't have a capital offense. There's no karis. It's only a plain lav. The Torah wrote Losevarish to say it's only a lav. It's fascinating. Making a fire on Shabbos is more lenient than the other things. According to Rabbi Yossi, it's more lenient. There's a very famous idea about why kindling a fire might be more lenient. What's behind it is that fire, as much as it's something that we do, you can rub two stones together and make fire, but it's also natural. You see like forest fires, they naturally come. So it's not such a creative act. So the Torah is telling us by saying those of our ages that it's only a plain lav. If you make fire on Shabbos, it's only a plain lav. According to Rabbi it's coming to separate malachos into different entities. Meaning the Torah is coming to tell us that even though there's a general rule, don't do malacha, but each malacha is like a different avera. And the nafkamina is that, you know, if somebody goes ahead and he bishogek, he does many malachas on Shabbos, he's chayev multiple chatos, because it's not one big sin. Each malacha is its own sin. And the way that we know that is because we learned from kindling a flame. Kindling a flame is singled out to show that each of the 39 categories are their own avera.
The Tanya, we see this in a Brai Zavor, the Lavias is different Rebiosi. According to Rebiosi, the reason why Kinling was singled out was to teach us that it's only an Isser, but there's no capital offense. Because Rebbe Nasser Nomalachalik is singled out to show that each of the Malachas or Shabbos are a distinct Aver. So, bottom line is, we don't understand. What do you mean, why did Hashem single out Losavaru Ish? So, for Amar Rava, Rava clarified what was the question. Tana Moshavas Kakashule. The Tana didn't understand why it said, don't make fire in your dwelling place. That was the question. Why is the Pasuk saying, in your dwelling place? Moshavas Matamalomar. Why does the Torah say, don't do it in your dwelling place? Dwelling place means wherever you live, even if you're outside of Israel. Because but here, the problem is, you would never think that Shabbos should only be in Israel. Mechli, let's see. Shabbos, Chobos HaGofi. Shabbos is a Chobos HaGof. It's a personal key. It's nothing to do with land. It's not about produce. It's just Shabbos. So Chobos HaGofi. The general rule is, whenever something is not about the land, then it applies anywhere in the world. So why would I think that I, that, 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 that why do I need the Torah to say, you got to keep Shabbos even wherever you live, even outside of Israel? Why did Hashem have to say, don't make a flame It's if implying that I would have thought only keep Shabbos in Israel. The Torah is saying even keep Shabbos. Why would I need that? So the the question is, why does it say don't kindle fire in your Moshe So the answer that now the Brisek is there was a Talmud who said in front of Rabbi Shmuel the Fishinamar. It says in the pasuk if a person does a sin. And he's chayiv misa. You should put him to death. That's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah for basin to put the people who are supposed to die to death. If somebody does an avera and we judge him that he's chayiv misa. It's a mitzvah to kill him. So shomei I would understand being machol be mishabbos. I would understand that you should do that even on shabbos. Ah, isn't it also to put somebody to death? Isn't there chil shabbos? I would say generally it's also, but not when I'm doing it in order to prosecute somebody. I would say that it should be done, and the pasuk shot is I would say to do it because I say it would be The mitzvah of humas would override the avera of of not being machal shabbos. Oh, now now suddenly the bryser says maybe we're wrong. Oh, you know, I feel like basically. Maybe Chil Shabbos is even, you're not allowed to be Mechal Shabbos, even if you're trying to, to do the mitzvah of putting the people to death. I'm in a Mechayim Bahumas. I, there's a mitzvah to put them to death. But who? You'll do it during the weekend. Below Shabbos, but not on Shabbos. Oh, you know, I feel Shabbos. Or now the price of backtracks. Maybe it really is on Shabbos. So the Gemara later is going to analyze what's this back and forth. It sounds like we would think you should. Then we're like, maybe we're not. And now we're like, no, maybe we should. We'll have to understand what was the, the implicit give and take there. We'll come back to that later in the Gemara. So anyways, we're at the point that you would say that the mitzvah of Huma should override Chil Shabbos. Don't kindle a fire in your dwellings. It says the word Moshe Vaseichem. Again, the extra word. It says by Beistin. It says that Basin should always judge the murderer in all of your dwelling places. So in other words, it's referring to the court. And it uses the term Moshe Vosechem, that the courts are in all of your neighborhoods. Wherever you are, there are courts. So just as over there when it says Moshe it's referring to a court. So too when it says don't kindle a fire in your court, the Torah, the Torah is saying, it's as if it's saying don't kindle a fire in your court. The Torah is saying even in Basin, where you have the mitzvah of, of Vuhumas, and it's Shabbos, and you're going to kindle a flame in order to kill somebody, right? One of the, one of the ways that we kill people is Besrefa. So you're going to kindle a flame in order to kill somebody. Still the Torah is saying, don't do that. So it seems that we're saying, the Torah is saying, don't kindle a flame. That's one point. And the Torah is saying that it's either a lav or it's lachalik, as we said before. But then it's adding, even if it's in basin, where there's a mitzvah of humas, and there's an asay doicha here. But we would still, the Torah is saying, don't do it. Do not kindle the flame to be, put the person to death on Shabbos. So now, 
Let's try to figure out if this is a source for the concept that Asay should be Dochalos. My love Rab Nasan. We're going like Rab Nasan. Rab Nasan holds that the reason kindling was was singled out was to tell us that each malacha is its own category of an avera. So according to him, according to Rab Nasan, uh, flame kindling a flame is also a karis penalty. The Torah singled it out not to tell me it's more lenient, but just to tell me that each malacha on Shabbos is its own category. And still, the time of the Kazrachman Losavaru, it's only because the Torah said Losavaru that we don't put somebody to death with kindling a flame on Shabbos. If not for that special word, Dachi, I would say it's Doche, the mitzvah of Humas would have overridden the prohibition against making a flame on Shabbos. So we see from here a precedent that I say is Doche Losasashiyesh Bokares. So now we understand why we need the Pasuk for Achos Isha to say that she shouldn't do Yiva. Says the Gemara, low Rabbiosi, it's going like Rabbiosi. Rabbiosi holds that kindling a flame is only a plain Avera. It's not a capital thing. It's not a capital offense. There's no chiv misa, there's no karis or anything like that. So that's why you would say, I say, is docha the plain lav. You can't infer from here that I say, is docha lo bakaris. Says the Gemara, but they have Yosi. Let the price of be Rabbiosi. But we'll still may have a proof from here that I say, is docha lo bakaris. Why? Where did Rabbiosi say that Avar is a plain lav? Havar Gredita, he's talking about just plain kindling a flame. If you make a plain flame, you just kindle a flame, that's only a lav. But when you want to put somebody to death in Bastin with Shreifa, what are you going to do? You actually have to melt lead because the process is you make a fire, you melt lead, and then you pour the hot lead down the person's throat. Burning in the Torah isn't you stick a person in a fire. That's not what happens. You melt lead. And when you melt lead, what are you doing? You're cooking. Havar great is not only Havar is the basin Bishop Sila. When they kindle in basin, they're actually also cooking the wit, the cooking the lead. For Amar Rav Sheshes Mali Bishop Sila Mashbo Sam. What's the difference between cooking of a wick or cooking of herbs? In the Mishkan, they cooked herbs and that was Bishop. Here we're cooking the the lead. That should also be Bishop. So meaning, even if kindling a flame is only a lav, but the cooking of the lead, which you're going to encounter when you want to put the person to death, that's a losa seishish bakaris because cooking is certainly a, a, a violation of karis on Shabbos and afal pikein. I would still think you should do that on Shabbos. And I needed the Pasuk to tell me, even in Moshe Vaseichem, don't put somebody to death and based it on Shabbos. So we see, even if we go like Rabbi Yossi, that kindling the flame itself is only a lav, but still the fact that I would say that we should kill somebody on Shabbos with Bisrefa is a raya that Misvara Asei would be docha. So where we are right now is that we're on the... Um, we think we have a good proof. We think we have a good proof from over here that I say is docha lo because in the scenario where Basin has someone who, who did a capital crime and they're mechuy of Misa, the Torah is telling us to go out of its way. It's saying that lo that, using the word to tell us no, do not do it on Shabbos. Without that, the, the Torah is giving us the implication, which we're going to take for other places as a principle now, that I say is Docha even a Losasei So now we can go back and understand why we need the Pasuk by Yibam to tell us otherwise. So the Gemara responds, no. Amr Avshimi Barashi, hi Tana, this Tana is very Vishmal, who said that it's telling us not to kill somebody on Shabbos. It's not that you would have thought you would do it because I say is Docha Losasei. Really, I say is not Docha Losasei. So it's not shot you would have thought to do it because of that principle. The reason you would think to do it is because you have a Kavachomer that it should be done. This is what the Tana is saying. I would say desecrating Shabbos is for other Malachas unless you're, unless you're the court killing somebody. I would say that Kavachomer Homer teaches that the court should execute somebody on Shabbos. What's the Kavah Homer? Uma Avoda. When it comes to doing Avoda in the basement of Shi'i Chamura, it's very strict. Vidocha. It overrides the Shabbos. We know that you bring Karbanos on Shabbos. You bring the Karbanos on Shabbos. 
So Avoda is strict and it overrides the Shabbos. Nonetheless, someone who have to put somebody to death, if a Kohen committed murder and was sentenced to death, even if he's in the middle of the Avoda, we go take him away. Even if he's by the Mizbeach, ready to do the Avoda, you take him away to die. So you're, you see that, the, that, that to put the, the, the criminals to death is more important than Avoda. So Avoda is more important than Shabbos, but putting the criminal to death is more important than Avoda. So then, if so, Shabbos, which is overridden by the Avoda, so certainly putting the criminal to death should be more important than Shabbos. If even doing the Avoda in the base of Mikdash is more important than Shabbos. But putting the criminal to death is more important than Avoda. So I see that the hierarchy goes Shabbos, then Avoda, then putting the criminal to death. Putting the criminal to death is the highest thing. So certainly it should be Docha Shabbos. So that's why there was a Havamina to put him to death. Not because but because of a different thing. If you're using a Kavachomer, if Shabbos is pushed away by Avoda, then certainly it should be pushed away to put the criminal to death. If putting the criminal to death pushes away Avoda. That's why you would thought you would think to do it. So it's not sure you would think to do it else. The general principle of Asei Docha Lossas The reason you would you would say to do it is simply because of um, is simply because there's a kavachaymer which was compelling you to try to say to do it. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll pick up more uh, tomorrow.